Hi and welcome to the Only Gizmos podcast 5. We are discussing the Nokia N8 today with Nimish. I am Ankur and Nimish are you with me? Yeah, I am Ankur. Hi. Hi. So, the Nokia N8 is uh, going on sale in India and we are expecting a formal release somewhere around October 12th. And uh, I don't know, I've just heard today that the pricing is just 26,200 rupees and that sounds quite unlike Nokia because all the top flagship models have been over 30,000. So, Nimish, what do you say about the N8 pricing? The pricing is fascinating. As you just said, I mean, there's uh, Nokia's record of flagship, but if we look at the N95, uh, the N97, uh, the N96 has always been on the wrong side of 30,000, rupees 30,000. This has rupees 26,000. It's Nokia for the first time saying you don't have to pay max to get our best device. Yep. And is there any other 12 megapixel camera phone that we have at this price? Well, actually, uh, yes. Uh, it is, uh, if we go into the pricing, And Nokia's uh, uh, phone is the most expensive 12 megapixel camera, in spite of the reduced size. Oops. So the Sony Ericsson Sadio, yes, this is absolutely right. Yeah. The Sadio is going at just below 25,000 at the moment. Okay. And the other one, the Samsung Pixone 12, that is 22 and a half. Okay, okay. So, okay. So, um, if you look at the, look at this as a camera phone, perhaps it's not the best option, but then it's a smartphone, full touch screen, and some for some reason Nokia is still using Symbian and uh, I have handled the N8 for a few minutes before we have had some Twitter updates on it, and I didn't like it when I saw it last month. It I don't know. I didn't like the N97 either. No one liked it, but for the N8 it has the Symbian OS. It's not that intuitive and it's not that touch friendly for some reason the whole os doesn't you know doesn't suit me what do you say about that nimesh well uh, the first point uh, ankur the smartphone argument is not really going to work that much in favor of nokia because the satio also are symbian okay and on 12 also i think as, far as i remember i think it also runs a flavor of symbian i haven't really used the pixel 12 long term okay but where nokia is hoping to score is a saying It's the best 12 megapixel camera lens. They're talking about the widest lens seen on a camera phone. They're talking of HD video, which neither the Pixel 12 nor the Satio get. Even though the fact is they are camera phones with lesser megapixel sounds like the Galaxy and the Wave and a few others who are doing. HD video. The iPhone 4 is doing HD video. The Buda OS is doing. Wave is doing it. Wave is doing it. Yeah. The Samsung Galaxy, the, the Galaxy S is doing it. The iPhone, iPhone 4 are doing it. But they are, they don't have the a 12 megapixel count. Right. So I think what Sony is trying to, uh, your pardon, what Nokia is trying to score on, trying to say, okay, the best camera phone, and a revamped OS. Now I also have had the chance to play around with it a bit. And I must say that my opinion concurs with yours. Okay. On the surface, it doesn't really seem that for departure from Symbian. All right, the widget is very nice on the on the home screen. You go inside, and suddenly it's the same old S60 icons. You know, just staring at you again. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I don't think it's a militant departure from the past that Nokia is making here. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, here's what I think about it. 
anyone who has used a bada os bada os is the latest one they say iphone or android might not like it but someone who is upgrading from a nokia 500 or a n97 i don't know how many people use it but someone upgrading from a symbian touch screen to the n8 might actually like it and given that the price point is actually not that uh, no it's not that high and a lot of nokia users at that price point might like it so i'm i'm t- you know i'm trying to feel now that this might be a commercial hit because 26000 is again the listed price i'm hoping that dealers will be retailing this at 25000 in the actual market so there might be this might actually be a commercial hit but when i compare this to a samsung galaxy s which is coming for about the same price 26 27000 and runs android a full touch screen super amoled display uh, a real smartphone lover might not go for this a milestone a desire or a, you know the many android options that are available for anyone and add to that if anyone has used a proper touch screen phone uh you realize that the n8 doesn't have a full qwerty if you are in portrait mode you have to go to the landscape mode to get that so that's another issue yes yeah, so, uh, actually uncle your point is the very beginning was right this is phone that nokia users will like but right now i think the problem with the n8 is it is supposed to be nokia's flagship it is the device that is supposed to tell the world nokia is still here we are still the boss we we have the highest market share and we are still the boss of the business now it is not doing enough to convert people the people who are using android the people who are using iphone maybe even the ones who are using beta os it is not doing enough to convert those people simply because people who are using those phones say an iphone an android a beta they used to just you hit an icon and things happen It's yeah. not a specific thing to another screen and another menu. Another menu after that. I mean, the N8 scores on all of Nokia's core strength. It's got very good battery life. I hear one of my friends has been using it. He's saying you get a day and a half of battery out of very good touch screen phone. But the problem again that comes across is it is in the thick. Let's face it. When you compare it to something as sleek as the iPhone 4 or the Samsung Galaxy, it is definitely thick. it doesn't have a very what can we say a comfortable feel to it the ports all the phone so when you're holding the phone there's always some button rubbing against and all the time which is not very comforting you don't get the nice solid smooth feeling that you get when you're holding the phone now a nokia user might say okay i'm in a tunnel environment it's definitely the touch screen is capacitive finally capacitive i still got to believe they made the n97 and the 5800 with the resistive screens finally at the basic touch screen touch screen performs quite well if you are a nokia user but i think the biggest challenge with this phone anchor is that if you are a user you have a great phone but if you are neutral and you use the term if you have used a real touch screen phone yeah. and that gives the whole game away i mean we are not we are not even considering this to be a real touch screen phone we are saying okay this is h60 with a skin thrown over it yeah that's there you mentioned about the battery and the thickness i realized i just i was just seeing the tear down pictures today and i saw that the battery isn't removable until you open up a couple of screws is that true about the n8 yes it's absolutely true about the n8 and for some reason why i don't make a big issue of it i mean okay you can't remove the battery in the xperia mini you can't remove the battery most famously in the iphone i don't know why they have put the screws on the side of the device it looks strange 
Yeah, and I was looking at the teardown pictures and I saw that once you remove the screws and you have the battery out, it's a proper retail version BL4D battery. And I was just thinking that when Apple says that it has an internal battery and users can't open it themselves, it actually means that they have given extra space for housing a bigger battery inside, which does away with the commercial packing and has more of whatever lithium-ion stuff they need, chemical they need. But I see that Nokia has an internal battery, which you cannot remove, and it's still a consumer packing. It's a proper retail battery, which they have put inside. So that sounded a little silly to me. Uh, they could have actually, you know, put in, packed in a much better battery, but I don't know. I don't know, but you're saying that the battery life isn't that bad, so I'm, I'm actually happy that Symbian doesn't take too much of battery life. I, I agree, but then again, I mean, the whole issue with if battery life was so important, then the iPhone and Android won't even have in the market. They would have been cleaned out by now. Yeah. Or even, shall we say, even the palm tree, which did very well when it failed. You use the palm tree. Yeah. It's a great phone, but the battery killed it. Oh, the battery killed it, actually. Uh, I'm, in fact, using an iPhone and a BlackBerry now, and still the Black, you know, the battery life combined doesn't last me a day at times. So that's what, I, that's what I'm suffering from. Precisely. And yes, that's why I said that's one of the redeeming points for the Nokia. But then again, a person who's using an Android or an iPhone is not going to change another phone just because of the battery because he has bought the experience. Yeah. Now, the N8 experience is not compelling. Mm -hmm. You have the same widget. We have seen the widgets before. We have seen them on the N97. We have seen them on the, on the N97 Mini. Yeah. They are the same widgets. Yes, we have three scrollable screens. But if you ever go to a shop and look at a unit, hold an Android phone. I mean, if you have the iPhone... That will do, even the iPhone, Samsung Galaxy is. And just flick between the home screens, there is a very discernible lag on the N8. Okay. If you haven't used Android, you'll say, oh, this is nice. I swipe my, my finger and the screen moved. Yeah. But if you use Android or the iPhone, you will say, heck, it paused. Didn't it? It paused for a second. Ah, yeah. That's there. And I was thinking, I was seeing the unboxing pictures. Uh, incidentally, our Mr. Spock has managed to get the unit, and he is unboxing and reviewing it. But for the lesser mortals like us, we have to wait for October 12th. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, I, I saw something which allows a USB device to be uh, hooked in directly to the N8. So that's our attachment right. I saw. So I guess you know, I've seen a video before. You can attach a pen drive directly to your phone and transfer files. I really don't see much utility or, you know, it isn't a game changer. It's a good to have feature rather than a need, you know, must have feature. Uh, well, so. uh, Uncle, just a small point. I'm so sorry for interrupting. Yeah. Just a small point because you're talking about the USB converter, yeah. which allows you to plug a pen drive. I don't know why Nokia has kept on pen drive. Pen drive. Because yeah. I talked to one of the developers, one of the team of the, who developed the N8. Yeah. And he said, you can plug any USB device into it. Okay. As long as that device has an external power source of its own. Okay. So you can actually plug a printer into this thing. But oh. a printer should have its own power source. Okay. Printer or maybe a mouse? Or a touchpad? Ah, a touchpad. A mouse, a mouse, a mouse won't have its own uh, power source. So it yeah. drains, drains power from the phone. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So what they are saying is that we are showing a thumb drive because the thumb drive is the... What can you see? It's the Mac that can go yeah. without any independent source. Okay. But if you've got a device that has an independent power source, yeah. like a scanner or a printer or a projector, yeah. 
it logically should work with this. Wow. Now, it's a the word logically used. Uh, driver? So I don't know to what extent. Okay, okay. So, okay, we'll have to wait and see how well that does, but it sounds interesting. It's, it's again, a good-to-have feature, but we'll have to see where the practical usage lies. And out of our all discussion we had now, our, the whole discussion, I'm tending to feel that the hardware is there, it's up to the mark, but the only place where Nokia is suffering now is the software, and they are badly missing Mego or maybe even Android. There are rumors they might get it. Yes, I mean, that, has, that really has been the problem with the market. I mean... There's even a section of the crowd which believes that Nokia should not have gone with this fifth edition Symbian 3 business. They said, why couldn't you have just tweaked third, third edition, S60 third edition? After all, BlackBerry didn't do anything very major with, you know, their OS 6 or their OS 5 upgrades. Okay. They just made something much more solid. Now, the biggest problem from what I've seen of the small, yeah. the small things I've seen in the N8 are, of course, they are the minor issues like... Switching from poly uh, to landscape takes time. The pinch to zoom doesn't seem to work very properly. As you see, the hardware is there. Yeah, you've got, I mean, what, 16 GB onboard memory. You've got a 3.5-inch capacitive screen, 12 megapixels camera with a Xenon flash. All for 26,000. I mean, is a very, very, this is one heck of a powerful device. Okay. It doesn't behave like a powerful device. Hmm. Interesting. So, there are a couple of news uh, uh, about Nokia, which is actually disturbing about where the company itself is headed. Of course, this has nothing to do with the N8 particularly, but if you look at the roadmap, it looks like yeah. Migo is being delayed to 2011 sometime. Intel has given out a statement that there won't be any Migo phones till, you know, first half of 2011. And... Yep, so that's concern, one one of my concerns. And second thing, there have been some rumors that uh, Google CEO Eric Skimmet has been speaking to the new uh, Nokia CEO and they are talking about some Android phone as a, maybe as a stopgap arrangement between the Migo and uh, Symbian. I don't know how that's going to work out, but there are a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of, I would say, uh, there's lack of clarity in where the OS strategy for Nokia is going. They are not explicitly saying that we are shifting full-on to Mego and that will be our flagship OS for all touchscreen and high-end phones. Of course, they can't say it. They're just launching Symbian phones. But there's still, you know, uh, there's a doubt that any analyst or any reviewer will have as to where Nokia is headed with its platform. Quite correct. And the reason for that is there has just been so much of mayhem over the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, we saw the first first touchscreen edition being brought out. The first touchscreen edition, which we saw the 5800, was not very well implemented. They tried to fine-tune it by throwing in widgets and everything on the N97. Even that did not work. And now, in the middle, you had the N900, which ran a version of Memo, yeah. which got overused, but everyone thought was overpriced in India. The rupees 29,000 orders supposed to be a very, very high price. And now you have a three which again, to be very honest, looks very much like Symbian 365th edition. Yeah. Now the whole thing is, where does Miko fit into all this? Yeah. They have committed audience. They've got a huge installed base who are used to the Symbian S60 experience. Yeah. And I'm including the S3, the Symbian 3 thing in that also, because let's face it, it is nothing but Symbian S60 with a skin, with a top skin thrown on top of it. Yeah. They have a huge base there. Yeah. Now, how, what kind of devices do they bring in here which still does not alienate that old segment and yet manages to win over new ones? I think this is a very, very 
crucial phase in Nokia's history. It's like, uh, what can you say, you're moving away from something totally, moving it from one platform totally towards another. Yeah. Maybe like what Microsoft had to encounter when they totally dumped XP and said, okay, we're going to Vista, we're going to 7, we're going to do something totally different. And we can see how difficult a time Microsoft is having, even though Microsoft is a near monopoly in the OS market on PCs. Yeah. That's there. So... That's pretty much it. I really don't have any more words for Nokia in it. I'm just eagerly waiting to get a proper hands-on and a review soon. And we'll have the review and whatever we have about any, whatever Mr. Spock is able to give us, we'll have that up pretty soon. <laughs> so anything else, uh, Nimesh, before we sum up? Well, I think it's uh, for a lot of, and it includes me, I don't know about you, but a lot of us have at some stage in our lives used a Nokia phone. Yes. And use it with a lot of affection. Yeah. Not use it with any hatred. I mean, I use the N70, I use the E61i, I use the N9, 8GB. Yeah. I love those phones. Yeah. I mean, we, we've used, we've been using Nokia phones for such a while. We use them with a lot of love and affection. And for some of us, they're actually rooting or hoping that the N8 is going to bring Nokia back to its glory. You know, the N8 is going to bring back those for its core virtues that made Nokia phones so great. And judging by what happened, I hope I'm wrong, because I haven't had very long to play with the handset. I hope I'm wrong. But judging from what we have seen, I have seen at least, I do not think any is quite the answer. I don't think it, it is going to bring Nokia back to its previous glorious status as, you know, the device. Yeah. So, Nimish, you reminded me of the Nokia communicator series that uh, we used to have. You know, half a decade ago, I used to be an online retailer selling these communicators online, and they used to sell like hotcakes. I have probably sold more communicators, you know, 9210 and 9210i communicators than any other cell phone I ever sold at that time. And people used to love it, and it was it was great innovation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not just great innovation. The biggest thing was Nokia seemed to have spotted a need that the people of the people and was delivering solid products. Yes, if you're walking down the street carrying a Nokia phone, the chances that someone is going to turn and look at you and say, oh, wow, what a phone. The chances of that happening was remote. Those kind of phones went, you know, that kind of a degree went to the Motorola Razr, which are more showy devices. The Nokia phones were not supposed to be showy. They were supposed to be rugged, solid, and they used to work. Yeah. I mean, if I want to take a part of the simile, I would say it was a bit like the Maruti 800 in India. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not the greatest looking car, but it will give you great mileage. Yeah. It'll be, it can be repaired. Anybody, it has great service, and it does the job. Yeah. That is what we expected from Nokia. When you bought Nokia handsets, and everyone wanted to say, look, I'm buying my first handset. Which one do, you, which one do I buy? Yeah. Everyone will say, buy a Nokia. It will work. It will not do all the fancy stuff that everyone else does. Yeah. But it will work. Yeah. That is what Nokia stands for. Yeah. Now, what I can't understand is, why is this company which stood for these things suddenly trying to take on the laps of iPhone, Beta, and Android and try to be, you know, hey, we look good. Hey, we are the device. Nokia has never been the device. Hmm. They've never been the device. Perhaps the only time when they claimed, they could have claimed to have been the best phone in the world was with the N95 because the first phone that came with, you know, the first major phone that came with a 5 megapixel camera and GPS and a host of things. Yeah. But after that, they have, apart from that, they've always been as a solid company. 
rock solid company, rock solid devices. Yeah. And N8, to me, it represents a move away from that. Yeah. I'm not sure it's going to succeed. Nokia cannot beat Apple and Android by playing their game. Just like Apple is not going to succeed if they try to make a phone which gives you pretty great battery life and everything. <laughs> Apple and Android are going to do their own thing. Yeah. They have identified their core strengths. They are playing to them. Yeah. Nokia should do this, in my opinion. I don't think they have done it with the N8. Okay. So I happen to be recording this call on actually a Nokia E63. I actually swapped my SIM card from a popular Android phone and put it on this because I know this will work if I'm recording a call. It won't die on me. And this is reliable. So there's pretty, you know, there's a sense of trust in Nokia and I'm just hoping that the Nokia in it delivers. We are waiting for uh, proper hands-on and a review. We will have our units, I guess, on, on the 12th or maybe a little later after the official launch happens for us. And that's pretty much it. Folks, you can follow us on Twitter. I am Ankur with a double N and Nimish is at Nimish Dubey on Twitter. And that's pretty much it. Thank you. Thank you.